going on, people? This is the Real Talk Real Walk family, and we are back again with yet another episode. Come yeah. on. Another episode full of crinkum crankum. Come on. Another episode where we do a part two of the sex episodes. Oh, man. All right now. Another episode where Aura is going to give us that good juice you never heard before. <laughs> Another episode where Iman's going to slap some people with the Bible. The Bible. Another episode full of Can I Chime In? Mm. Piggyback Ministry. <laughs> Another episode full of One Sec, One Sec. <laughs> Back with myself, Gabs. Myself, Mr. Game Changer. And your girl, Ore. And we are the Real Tale Real Walk family. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, however or wherever you're listening. Right, so today we are, con- we're not concluding, we are progressing to a part two. We've got... <laughs> we say? And hopefully concluding it as well. Ore, you love this really. Stop pretending. much. Stop pretending. Ore is a relationship minister. Hmm, never. <laughs> right, so we've got more questions. Part two. Um, but let's go straight in, in it. Uh, this question is: How do you have godly conversations about sex in a relationship, or should you? Let's start with you, Aura. Today, start with you, Aura. All right, I um strongly believe that you should have conversations about sex before you get married, and I'll say, speaking from personal experience. Um, I did have conversations about sex before I got married, but I do also believe that um, because I grew up in in the church, um, sex wasn't it wasn't something that like I didn't have conversations about like practical conversations about sex a lot just because I was didn't want to have sex until I was married and all of that kind of stuff. I wasn't um, naive though; I knew what was what. So that's not what I'm saying here. But also, like I do think that it was a massive insecurity that I had personally coming into marriage, like especially getting married to somebody who wasn't a virgin. It was like a big thing. And, and I think because of that, it made our sex life, it really played into my my sex life as a, as a wife because I just kind of came in with like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm never going to know what I'm doing. And I just put all of these stupid expectations and, and um, insecurities in my head before I got married. And it just was just messy. So I do think it's important these conversations and to be clear with your partner about where you both stand your sexual history if you want to share that because some people I know some people believe that there's no need to share your sexual history and I get that like I don't need to know who like what positions you were doing with with who and that kind of stuff I think that's a bit too much but I do think um there is something to be said about having a little bit of transparency and also letting your partner um know making them feel comfortable about sex post-marriage and I think that your sex life will benefit from that in marriage if you have those conversations. But I, I think you need to be careful because you don't want to obviously open up a kind of lust pre-marriage because that can be really dangerous as well. Yeah, I want to ask, what kind of conversations um, did you have when you was in your relationship? So before you got engaged or married, what about sex? Like, what kind of conversation about sex were you having? It was just open conversations, like, obviously because... Oh. Obviously, you, meant, you mentioned... <laughs> You mentioned like not not having sexual positions, unless that was the case. But like, what what about no. sex did you talk about? That's what I'm trying to think. <laughs> Whilst you're thinking, Eman, jump in. Nah, um, I I think that is I think that is cool to have um, conversations. I think that uh, to be fair, I, I don't know how far the conversations should go, but I just think that. Um, yeah, some conversations, like Laura said, 
um, your sexual history. And this is not on the first date, guys. I know that in this climate that all these stupid relationship advice people are getting, they'll be asking you to be doing CRB from the first day or whatnot. I just think that's a bit stupid. Um, but I just think certain elements about, you know, um, what's kind of your view, what's kind of like your history in it, in not from a, like from, from a practical perspective of like, were you very active? What are your views now about women and on sexuality? Um, have they changed? Um, those are the kind of things that you need to ask because you don't want to now get to marriage and your your you know your spouse or your or your partner will now be saying, oh yeah, I want to do you like this, I want to do you like that. Come on, let's watch porn together, let's be doing all of that craziness together. You don't want that to be the case. So I do think that yeah, there sh you should gov there there should be some questions about it, but just govern it with boundaries and not be doing stuff like oh oh um what um are you a size are you a size person or not personally some people might listen to that and go oh, yeah what's wrong with that question but then what what's you asking about the guy's size and whatnot if he tells you it's big and then you get there and it's not what happens then let's even be real let's be real there are even many christian um couple women that will that will fill their their partner's penis even before engagement and marriage in it. So yeah, let's keep it real still. Yeah. A lot of these know they will feel in it. They will know what's going on. They will see yeah. it. They will know what they're working with, boy. And that's bad and that's bad behavior, by the way. But anyway, we move. Yeah, of course. It's definitely bad. Do you know, I definitely agree, man. I think, yeah, conversations about like history is definitely important. Um, I definitely want to know in a relationship stage, I definitely want to know who who you've had sex with and that sort of stuff. I think them sort of things is probably normal. Who the person's had sex with? I'm do you really think that you need to know who they who they've had sex you with? You might have had sex with one of my boys. I need to know that piece of information. Well, really, in, if it's like that, <laughs> but like, if oh, I don't yeah. ask you, if Wait. I don't ask you, do you know I'm not? I'm, it's not. It's not a thing of oh, who have you had sex with? Give me the names because I might not know these people. Exactly. <laughs> however, however, if if it's somebody in the scene, you need mm. to disclose that information now. Now, fast, fast, exactly. kaka. I agree. Like, am I going to be in the same room as someone you've had sex with? I would yeah, like to. Yeah, like social media is a small place. The is yeah. a small circle. Like, let me know mm -hmm. if there's something I need to be aware of. Is there something that I need to know? I'm not. I don't really care about body count and all that stuff. I just need to know if there's somebody that I know, somebody that I can say, "Raw Gabs, you know, I slept with your thing, innit? That yeah. one I need to know. Yeah, that's, so, that's I mean, what you're saying is mad still. <laughs> bro it's rough out here it's rough so, but uh, yeah I definitely think it's important like I think Eman said as well how one like view sex I think that's definitely important as well but then that question is now you know how do you, how can you view sex incorrectly but yeah conversation for another day yeah. or not maybe but um, yeah I think just how people view sex generally I think it's important and I think people have sex have conversations about sex anyway if you're confident enough I know some people might not be confident to to discuss sex um because obviously it takes it does take a lot of balls to kind of talk about such things with a person you're dating um but i think it's definitely important keyword godly conversations not mm -hmm. ungodly conversations which i know many people are probably having and understandably so but if you're talking about position and all that stuff for your partner that one day is violent misconduct because <laughs> what you're asking for is trouble because if mm -hmm. your partner tells you a position you don't like then what you're screwed in it Mm. Um, but I definitely think yeah godly conversations definitely do need to happen I just think one needs to be mindful of how you go about that conversation and 
And obviously, you don't want, you know, things to arise, pun intended, if, you know, you're discussing certain things that's not really right or adequate for that moment in time. Mm. I think, yeah, more conversations are probably better had in in marriage. Um, I know somebody might be listening thinking, oh, but what about premarital um, counselling? Can't we have them conversations there? And I think even even at that point in time, an engagement is also a bit dangerous car. It can lead to certain things happening. So, yeah, I definitely think wisdom just needs to be applied here, man. Mm. Yeah, I um, agree. I agree. I even, someone even told me today, I'm never going to mention because I know she's going to be listening to this, but um, someone mentioned that in, in one church, the pastor um, calls you on your honeymoon and asks you how you're getting on in terms of like your sexual experiences and in, in marriage counselling, the pastor is discussing about what positions to do and that sort of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, them sort of things. What would you not think about that? As in, like, a pastor actually... Um, I'm not going to say what I think, because I don't want to influence you two, but what do you think about, like, a pastor um, calling you on your honeymoon, asking you if you've done what I taught you? I'm going to go with Aura first. Needs to leave people to enjoy their honeymoon. Like, genuinely, that question can wait till they get back. Like, why would you need to disturb a couple on your honeymoon? So, um, are you I, right if a pastor asking you, Aura, saying, right, Aura, obviously, I told you to do reverse cowgirl. How did it go? <laughs> no, I'm not right with that either, to be honest. <laughs> I think I would just find that it's like, it's like my mum. It would be like my mum asking me that kind of question. I would find that really uncomfortable. But that's mm. just because I just... I think it's awkward to talk to your parents about sex. <laughs> like, about the How position... How do you feel about your pastor telling you what... Um, giving you advice on what to do? Do you know what, yeah? Honestly. Think, because it's like when we were saying it a couple of weeks ago where a lot of people are saying, oh, well, we Christians don't talk about sex and so they're not talking about sex in church. You can't have it both ways. You can't have your pastor telling you about positions and then calling you and you're upset that your pastor's... And, you know, you can't say that the church is... I hear that. You know what, I hear that. So from that perspective, I think I'm all right with it, you know. Like my, I, my, sorry, so, on, let me let you finish. As long as it's man to man and woman to woman, I I think do you know what I think it's all right. Because who else are you gonna talk to <laughs> apart from I your girl? That. My thing is though, yeah, a pastor and whoever, well, I'm gonna say a pastor, a pastor could be giving me advice or instructions on what to do or how to da da da, but his wife is not pen- is not coming from penetration, for example. It's just like, how can I listen to you when your yeah. wife is faking her orgasm? Just, things like that just makes me a bit like apprehensive. Like, what is it just on? makes me apprehensive. Why is it even wilding? It just makes me apprehensive to listen because there are several women that are complaining. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, how can I take advice from you, especially if you're in a complete different generation that's trying to give me advice on this, but then is your wife satisfied? Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to ask him, but it's just going to be the back of my mind. Do you know, if my pastor wants to tell me this, that, and the other, I will listen to him. But there's part of me, I will think, you're in a different generation, my guy. Like, is your wife satisfied with what's going on? Are you, are you, are you, are you um, fulfilling the statistic that, you know, many women are not coming from penetration and you want to give me the same advice? Not I... That I won't, again, not that I won't listen, but I'll just, it's just be the thoughts that will be hitting my head. Do you know what I mean? Mm. If my point is, like, if Ema said to me, rah, Gabs, do this, do that, blah, blah, boom, 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 I will listen and I'll hear it. How do you know Ema's wife is coming from penetration? Yeah, I don't and... know that. I don't know that. But same generation, though, isn't it? Same generation. And I think Ema's young, so Ema would have, you know, he would have done the necessary reading, research or whatever. 
to please his wife. Whereas I think the older generation might be a bit more selfish. Under the sun, the older generation <laughs> hanging each other saying where we were, we are. I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. Obviously, like we know that there's some <laughs> differences of opinions on things like oral sex and stuff. But either way, the mechanics of the sex is the same. It's not Trust the same, me. you know. I don't think it's the same. It is. I, 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 I think my dad only knows seven sex positions, in my opinion. Nah, I'm telling you, they probably was doing more. <laughs> but that's, that's what I think. They were they were they were probably doing some positions that only villagers back home in Niger know of. <laughs> and that's and that's the real and the honest truth as well, yeah, you have to think about it. Um a lot of um obviously I understand what you're saying. It's hard to um you know, get a piece of paper out or get, you know, a website up and give us statistics or whatnot. But for me, I know a lot of uncles, I know a lot of, you know, I know of uncles and men that I know, maybe olders that they were getting it in, you know, from from an ungodly perspective, but they were enjoying their sex lives. Women that they were with were enjoying their sex lives. So when they're saying it, bruh, like a lot of men, them, like you can ask them, ah, there's one uncle that I know. There's a couple uncles that I know that will say X, Y, and Z. So it might not be your pastor, but I know it's slightly digressing from the original original question, but I do agree with Oren that there were there were a lot of our olders getting it in. It was a different context. Obviously, internet may not have been there, but yeah. they may still have been enjoying, still yeah. having That's orgasms. Just talking, That's just them talking, though. We're, obviously, no, what do you mean talking? Know. How do you mean talking? As if they would tell you, oh, yeah, I used to do this, I used to do that. Bro, man, them in the hood do that. Oh, yeah, I used to do this. Yeah, to do but, so, bro, some of them will tell you what to do, bro. Like, bro, it's not just talking, talking. They will say, bro, do this, do that, come back to me. Some of them, like, some of the naughty uncles will be like, ah, bro, there's one uh, uh, in Nigeria, we call it Agbo Jedi, where they'll be like, ah, we'll give you one drink like this. And, bro, <laughs> the thing will rise for five hours. You'll be mashing work, bruv. And then they'll bring some back from Nige. You'll be like, ah, yeah, bruv. Man was sitting on the toilet for five hours afterwards, but raw, it did X, Y, and Z. Obviously, some of it is from an ungodly perspective, but trust me. I do hear that. Do you get what I'm saying? It's obviously different, isn't it? The same way, like, I think the people younger than us, like the younger generation, like the 20-year-olds, 21-year-olds, they might have some mad experience that probably we may not necessarily have come across. That is true. Like, especially with something like, something like, um... I always get the words wrong. Kind of lingus, yeah? For for when we were growing up, E-Man, I'll speak to E-Man. Yeah. When we were growing up, bro, it was wrong for a man to get on his knees and give head. Bro, that yeah. was unacceptable, bro. Yeah, yeah. But these young, these young, imagine the people older than us then. If, if it was wrong for our generation, people older than us, they might not have been getting involved in such acts either. Because obviously, if it was wrong for us, it must have been wrong for them. Whereas these 20-year-olds, bro, ask them if they're, if they're giving head. These 20-year-olds will say, yeah, that's easy. That's normal. You man are old. Do you know what I mean, bro, bro? Can I? Can I actually? This is just an example. This is not reflective of the whatever. The people that married couples that um have I know that have spoken a lot more about um. <laughs> there's a nickname they give it. They call it la plate or licking the plate. Um, <laughs> the the couples that the older couples that I've heard speak about it more. You know what? Funnily enough. They're actually older couples. And that is what was shocking. For, I think I spoke about it on an episode with me, you, and Julia, when Julia used to be on the thing. Because Julia invited me to a wedding retreat. Oh, and yeah, that yeah, yeah. was, ah, more. that was the first year of marriage. And they, and My mind was about, blown. Um, and they spoke about men giving head, yeah? 
Man, oh my, I was pro middle-aged men. I was like, bruv, like they were talking about bare pussy. I was like, bruv, I was like, well, bruh, how, I thought us young, I was like, how's huh? our generation in school? We were not doing it, or is it a thing where men were doing it? We just pretended that we didn't. I heard that men were doing it and we're just pretending. That's yes, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. Man, they were doing it, but they were telling everybody that is dirty, is disgusting, X, Y, Z. Mm. But on under pressure in the room. When their missus says, oh yeah, on your knees. Fam, oh, man, yeah. well, do it. Fam, Fam, man, them were doing it and they were lying. And I think that's that's why a lot of men, even now, that's why, especially in this social media age, a lot of men are saying, oh, don't do X, Y, Z. And then girls are coming out going, yeah, your favorite influencer said he wasn't doing X, Y, Z. But rah, I've got, right. I've got the screenshot. I've got the, I've got the pictures. I've got the voice notes. So a lot of men that think that they could get away with it, unfortunately, it's not a day and age where you can run, you know, away with it. But that's just that particular, that's mm. that particular thing. So this ties me into the next question perfectly. You know, the next question is: Is oral sex allowed in marriage? Or I can answer that question. <laughs> I think that is um, personal conviction, but as for me and my house, yes, I think that's all right. <laughs> like, wow. Problems with that. Oh, <laughs> man. I'm, a, I'm 100% on RSI, man. 100%. Um, and obviously, I, I low-key feel... That's low-key. I low-key feel for like married couples that don't indulge in it because I think that they're missing out. Now, they might turn around and say, but they can just have penetration, so how are they missing out? And I hear the argument. I probably do hear the argument, like... If the if um if a married couple is having penetration and everything's going amazingly well, he's coming, she's coming, then I hear it. Do you know what I mean? Like ultimately that's like where you want to be in life. Like that's the that's the main goal. That's premiership football right there. Whereas I think oral oral just probably gives a is a it's like a different component of sex. And I think that shouldn't be eradicated just because you can kind of deliver at the at the best way possible. Cause I think, yeah, there's obviously certain pleasures that kind of come come with oral, do you know what I mean? Mm. Um I am um I will not you I don't have any scriptures. <laughs> Why is he even talking like this? <laughs> because I know some people want me to give a scripture or whatever. I don't give have a I do give the scripture if you want. I will give my I'll give the scripture and then give my opinion. I'm not waffling. I'm not waffling. I'll be straight. Um yeah, I don't think there's anything scripturally to suggest that it, there's anything wrong with it. So I would not i I would if that's your personal preference, then go for it. If you like it, you like it. You know? The plate has many flavors and you can put loads of things on the plates. So it can work. Um, yeah, it can work. I don't see anything wrong with that. And, you know, a lot of married couples enjoy it. If if it's something you're not, um, if it's something that you're not comfortable with um, and that's your conviction not to do it, then absolutely fine. Um, I just think that it's not, there's no hard and fast rule with this one, especially with oral sex. Um, I, I, for some people, I do know they kind of stay away from it because of, um just they get they easily get infections on their lips. I know some guys who like growing up through cold sores and stuff like that. They had I can't remember what type of herpes it is, but it's it's not the herpes that comes through STIs per se. Actually, I don't want to mix it up because there's an element of um there's an element of the infection being 
something sexual. But Sha, in general, there's some guys who like had cold sores a lot um, and had some infections in their mouth a lot. So they kind of stay, stay away from that. So it doesn't trigger anything on their mouth. Not that they wouldn't want to necessarily do it, but they stay away from it for, for health reasons. Um, but aside from that, there's some people that is your personal conviction that your mouth shouldn't go in that place. And same, a woman, should, her mouth shouldn't go to certain places. If that's your conviction, God bless you. Um, there's nothing wrong. We will all see you in heaven as well. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think definitely for health, if it's a health thing, just for any any aspect of sex, to be fair, if it's a yeah. health thing, then, then yeah, be mindful and, and and stay well away. But yeah, like you know, both parties said, it's definitely personal conviction. But this one, be mindful, boy. Be mindful. Be mindful. As I say, please be guided. Be guided. Please be guided. <laughs> yes, please be guided. Be guided, please. This one requires technique. From a man's perspective, it requires technique. Please be guided. Women, be guided. Let the Holy Spirit lead you when you're doing whatever you're doing. Because, yeah, for a different aspect from the health perspective, you don't want to be doing funny stuff down there and a the man has to go and see a doctor. Yeah, so... Please, please be guided, Carl. It's it's all right. It's good. Do you know what I mean? But you know, it, it can come with with risks if you don't know what you're doing in that department. Um. So yeah, please be guided. But yes, yeah, definitely. Uh, if you want, I definitely do think it's worth a conversation. Obviously, when married, because I know like loads of people are against it. So, for example, men especially. I know men growing up, especially if like if you grew up in the hood or whatever. Um, he might not necessarily be interested or willing to do it because, you know, everything he's kind of heard and everything he's kind of been told. So conversation is definitely um, required before, you know, trying to to do whatever you want to do. Don't just, you know, come out of nowhere and say, yeah, man of God, come and do this because it, it, it might not really go down well. So, yeah, definitely worth... Do you know, it's similar to every aspect of sex, to be fair. I think conversation is definitely needed. But I think with oral, because of so much... Um, conversations about it, especially in the church, it's definitely worth a conversation mm-hmm. um, in married about this particular thing, mm-hmm. um, because you know, like we know, it's it's not really for for every married couple. I know some married couples might not be willing to do it. Some are, so yeah, definitely think a conversation is obviously needed about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and next question is, what is your opinion on the use of toys, vibrators in a bedroom from a Christian view? We'll start with Eman. If I'm being very honest, um, and I'm just being honest, I don't have a view on, I, I don't ha- have um, a well-informed view on this one, so I don't think I'll be able to give an answer. That's just me being honest. I hear that. All right, what are you saying? Um, I've not seen anything against the use of toys again in the bible um i think that it could it could um become idolatry that i can easily see how it could become idolatry in the sense that like if you needed the toys in the bedroom to um enhance your sex life and you couldn't really go without then i could see how that could be idolatry so in that regards i could see why you need to be careful when using them but again i don't necessarily think that there's anything wrong with it from a biblical perspective i'm prepared to be proven wrong so i'm it's not a view that i'm i'm holding it's not something i'm going to die on the line for but mm. that is a view as it stands at the moment do you know i definitely think this is an interesting interesting convo here um i think in growing up i'll be so real growing up i used to always believe like sex toys were for single people um but especially like single women um but obviously growing up i've kind of understood that you know 
at all. When you go on the TL, once you've been on the TL for quite a while, once you've been on Twitter for a while, you kind of gain to, you gain a bit more understanding. But growing up, yeah, I always kind of believed it was for women for self pleasure, self gratification, and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, I kind of see and understand um, why like married couples might obviously use toys and whatever. I do think they should be used together and not like yeah. Like, I do think that is one I thing do. that. If I'm gonna introduce, like, if I'm using a toilet, I think it should be used with your partner and not. It's not for me to be pleasuring myself when my husband's away. I do think so it might a, be. It might be a silly question, yeah. But is your is your husband using the toilet? Yeah, like he can use it on you, or like it's just to enhance your sexual experience together. So what's he doing then? I think there's some toys that <laughs> some men can use. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously, like, men can hold the ones. Men can. I'm not an expert on toys, innit? But sometimes I see a lot of these tweets. In, um, oh, in sex toys, ones. But all of these different types of sex toys, yeah, I'm I'm not uh, an educator at all. So please don't come and ask me advice on sex toys, innit? But um, what you said, obviously, E-Man is true. Men could obviously use some of some of the toys on the women. So like men can use ones and some of these other da-da-da's, vibrators and stuff. My thing is with that, the man is not actually doing anything of it. Yeah, but that's the same as oral sex. If a man's giving a woman, if a man is pleasuring a woman orally, he's not getting anything out of it. Same way no, if a woman's man is, she's not getting anything out of it. No, I'm not saying he's not getting anything out of it. I'm saying the man is not doing anything because all these, he's not the one that's pleasing you. No, but it's again, it's it's not. It He would be, because he can use, it's how he's using it, where he's putting it and like, you know, how he's using it essentially, where he's putting it that is all part of the experience. And, and I, I guess also part of maybe the idea is that the man is being pleased by watching you being pleased, yeah, I'm I mean, guessing. I Correct me if I'm wrong. But, but yeah, that's also an argument as well, yeah. I hear that. I hear that. That makes sense. I've, I just always find it interesting because if I just used to always think if a man is obviously using a toy, he's not actually doing the work. So the woman's going to be getting pleased <laughs> Not by and, what he's doing, but by what the toy's doing. Well, no, because it depends on the toy that you're using. But, I mean, he could be using it in one place and using his hand or his mouth in another place. Like, it's... Jesus, it's love. Bro! Bro. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Ora is my relationship minister. <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> this is what Ora is my relationship minister. What warrior? <laughs> Or it does her reading. What? I'm so here for it. I'm so here for it. But you know what? I hear that. That makes sense, you know, because I've always kind of not been against it, but I've always kind of been hesitant. Like I've never used a toy in my life, and I've always kind of, I've always kind of had this mandem mindset. Oh no, I must never using toys. Like what? What am I doing then? I'm, I'm going to be no use. But what you've obviously said, or it definitely makes sense. I do hear like certain toys that you can kind of rings. Or please help me out here before I start waffling, but I do hear that um, there are toys that kind of enhance the penetration that like men can put rings yeah, on his penis. And... Yeah, that's what rings are, yeah. So them kind of things, I hear it, do you know what I mean? I hear it. I definitely hear that because if a man and, if a man and his wife is um, having um, penetration and then the ring is vibrating, that thing just sounds like a mazzoline already. So I hear that. It's just, it's just the 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 men using toys and women. That one has always kind of been a bit hmm, interesting. But yeah, what you said, Ori, definitely does make sense, and I hear it. It's definitely giving me a different mind frame on 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 the use of toys. To be fair, yeah, he might want to try it. Badly, badly. <laughs> when I run out of ideas, I'm. Oh, Ori, is that is that what we're doing now? <laughs> 
Promotion. Hey, you don't know how many marriages Ora's just saved, you know, with that bar. <laughs> mm. When some, some couples are having meaty sex, Eva, we keep screaming it. Ora's just saved some couples, you know. <laughs> I'm telling you, look, guys, if you want to give oh, testimony. Ora, if you don't mind, if you don't mind me asking, is this something that you use or you have used? I've used toys before, yeah. I'm... <laughs> Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm not gonna lie. This is probably rock with Ore. Ah, yeah, my husband. Okay, <laughs> it made that one clear, boy. Mm. <laughs> Let me just make it clear, but yeah. Okay, I respect oh. it, man. I respect it. Trying out new things, I'm all here for that, man. Mm. You man, consider it, bro. Aye, aye. What, you man never use toys. I've huh? never used it. No, Eva doesn't know what toys is. Look at his reaction. I said about I don't know what toys. I'm saying I don't have a fully formed view on it, I so I, I can't. I, I'm not gonna speak on it. I know I know people that have used it, but I'm not gonna speak about other people's experience when I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't no, like doing that stuff. Yeah, I've I've never used toys in my life, but what you're saying, already that one there definitely does make sense. I probably do hear it, but I'll be so real. Start small if you're gonna use them. What's what's small? Ah, let's talk about this one offline. I haven't given a clear view of whether it's right or wrong. Wowza! <laughs> I hear that, but um, yeah, guys, it's there's no from what we know and what from what we've come across, there's no biblical um view to suggest that it's wrong. So again, totally up to you. Um, right, the next um, thing I've got is more or less like a statement, and it says, so I'm a teenager who struggles with lust. I'm asking, what does this war look like in marriage, and how would you advise people to navigate through it? My so man. essentially, a man, this has come from a guy, so essentially it could be a woman, but this one has come from a guy, but I'm saying it could be a woman who might feel the same way. So I'll just think generic, generally, generally, wow, generically, wow, Gab's English. <laughs> Um, so an individual struggles with lust, a single individual struggles with lust, they then get married. How do they navigate through that? How do they navigate through lust in marriage? I don't know. It's a bit of a confusing one because the person is still young. So using using an example of the person getting married with a lust issue, it's better. I'd rather answer the question from where that person is. You're a young person, you're 16 years old. How you do you know they're young, Oh, Isn't that what the question? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, a teenager. Sorry, um, I said sixteen, but I, I don't, I don't know if I said it wrong age. But either way, you are a teenager. You're not married. You have, you are aware that you have lust issues. The first thing for me is stay in school. Um, I'm joking. Uh, the first thing is honestly, don't worry about marriage right now. Um, let's tackle lust. Let's tackle what the issues are. What is it specifically? Um, and and let's look at the roots. Where what are you triggered from? Is lust? Is your lust triggered from uh, porn? Is your lust triggered from your old sexual experiences? Is your lust triggered by rejection? Because some in some cases um, that I've dealt with lust with lust is triggered by uh, rejection or um, sexual encounters that happen at a young age things that you've seen on TV, things that you've listened to. So identifying what the triggers are and identify where kind of like the thing has been a stronghold in your life and then address those things. If it's if it's a particular type of music, cut it off. If it's a thing of experiences that you've had in the past, um, or maybe as a child you were sexually abused, 
then that is counseling, that is prayer, that is prayer, that is deliverance, that's counseling as well. Because there's some things that counseling can do that um that will be needed for your wholeness and moving forward. But there's some things that only prayer can do that counseling can't because there's certain spiritual issues that have to be tackled and addressed. If it's porn, you've got to cut the porn and then also work on a solution um, moving forward that keeps you accountable from watching, from not watching porn or pornographic-like content as well. That may include films, that may include music videos, that may include um, setting up security settings on your social media platforms or getting like security um, blockers on your internet browsers um, and stuff like that. So you've got to be practical about what uh, moving forward. The third thing is, what's your view on sex in the first place? Because one of the things that I found over the years is that there are especially, and this is more towards guys, when you get saved, you don't renew your mind concerning sex. So your view concerning sex is like how you did it in the world. That's the same way I do it when as a believer. So when you were in the world, women were just objects to you. Women were just things to you. And you just, that once you're done, you dash them. That's it. You move on. And some men carry this mindset and mentality to marriage. And so that's why I, I'm saying it's important that before marriage, Check mm. out your view of what sex is and mm. what sexuality is. Otherwise, you are going to marriage and you can do this by discussing with your spiritual leaders, by studying it. What does the Bible say about sex and sexuality X, Y, Z? And renew your mind concerning sex so that you don't use those wrong old school mindsets or old man mindsets um, when you're married. Yeah, for real. Good answer right there. All right, I don't think you need to add to it, to be honest. So we can move on. This one is a bit uh, lengthy, but it's not too long, actually. It says, um, what are your views on being sexually adventurous in marriage? My marriage cell group leader speaks completely against anal sex, even in marriage. She talks of how this goes against God's plans and God created every body part for a reason. With this in mind, what would sexual freedom look like in marriage when there are restrictions such as oral and anal sex? Obviously, we've only discussed, we've already discussed oral, so... Just on anal sex. What's your views on that? Views on anal sex, guys. <laughs> For me, I'll start on it. I, I've i never done anal sex before. That's never been my thing in it. And I think I mentioned before, obviously, growing up, I've always been, for the longest time, I've always thought, nah, nah, nah. I've, I've never even known what anal sex is. But even when I first heard of this anal sex a few years ago, I thought, yeah, that's a myth. You won't catch me there. Never see me doing that. Um, I think the more I kind of see what people are saying out there, I do hear people's desire about anal sex. I do hear and understand why people want to do um, anal sex. Apparently, I mean, guys, correct me if I'm wrong, but apparently a man's... Um, apparently a G-spot. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. And that apparently. is... Uh, yeah, I'd like to man, say apparently because I've actually studied this. It is apparently. That there's, no, there's, no, there's actually no... On, honest to God, there's actually no confirmation that it is. So this is... It's potentially a myth, but people can go with their myths. And people will say well. it. People will say this is what they say due to our parents. A man's G spot is in his bum, um, and obviously some of these sex sex advisors have said that you know um, if you want to really get a man to his best place is to you know do some <laughs> anal play and all, and all of that stuff. I even heard it recently. I heard I've one heard sex one sex expert was on um, three shots, and she was saying, yeah. 
uh, the man's best spot is, is in his bum, so I'll do anal play and all that sort of stuff. So I do hear and I do understand why people want to do anal sex. I do get it. But for me, I've never done it before. You might sigh and start laughing, you know. <laughs> Bro, as for me, I'm not I'm not recommending it to anybody. I'm not suggesting it to anybody. I'm not encouraging it for anybody. As for me, that's a straight no-go. I'm not endorsing it. And that's just, that's just me personally. But what I will say, um, there was something that I just picked up on. Obviously, for the person that asked the question, you know, their leader said, you know, no oral sex or whatever. Many churches have um, uh, different views on um, sex and stuff like that. So you may find in some places they're a bit more liberal and they're like, yeah, sexual freedom, anything, as long as both husband and wife are comfortable with it, anything goes. And some places are a bit more, no, there's certain things that you can and can't do in bed, including some might say oral sex is okay, but then we'll say the bar stops at anal sex. So, and then some will say oral sex and anal sex is off the cards. Some, as we've seen in the past, say only missionary is the is the only <laughs> is the only position that people should be doing. So, <laughs> this is just to, pastors, bro. Where to, this is just to let people know because some people might be listening and going, and going, "Oh yeah, my my church is a bit different with this, or my church is a bit different with that." This is not about comparison with church. We're just trying to have like an open conversation. And try and bring scriptures where we possibly can. But I think with anal, I'm just saying from my personal opinion, from what I read, this one, at least I've read a little bit on this one. And that's why I'm saying everything is allegedly. The G spot is allegedly. There's no, it is not, it is not actually a scientific fact. It's just allegedly. So if you want to do it, that's fine. But as for me, that place is where I used to go to do a number two. And that's what it will remain as by the grace of God. I don't have anything else to do there. I don't wish for my wife to touch there. I don't wish for my wife to put her mouth there. And and the same for me. I don't want to touch my wife's bum. Uh, my anus, sorry. I don't want to put my hand inside there. Neither do I want to put my mouth there. And amen. Amen. <laughs> oh, Jason. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so immature. Um, to be honest, it's not something I've tried, and it's not. I'm the same as you guys. I really don't have any desire to try it, and that's just my personal opinion. Or is rolling, you know. I'm sorry, but man. guys, if you want to try it for you and your married couple, by all means, try it, man. <laughs> try it. It might be. It might be the da da da. You never know, man. You never know. We are even here saying so we'll never do it. You never know what might happen around a corner, boy. I've said me and my mouth, you will never bro, catch my never mouth know, there. Bro. Email, you never let, know, bro. I'm telling you, Gabs. I'm telling bro, you. The same way, yeah. The same way man will say, Oh, they'll never give head, they'll never give head. Then they, I, then they give head. But I I've never I've never said that. Me, I'm I'm I can be a very open-minded person. But as for me, my hand and my mouth, it is not going in my wife's bum. Or it's it's not my mouth is not touching there. The same bro. mouth that I'm using to preach the word of God. My, the same tongue that I'm using to proclaim the word of God it's now the same tongue that I'll now be going huh that's what people say about oral sex as well though so, exactly. uh, you, you, um, alright you understand um, Yoruba something that you'll be using to laddy that one that your tongue that you'll be using to uh, anyway God like I was impressed with you man do you do yeah, oral do you do oral bro no comment <laughs> <laughs> no comment. No comment. I was about to ask. No comment. 
<laughs> no comments. Boy, there's tears in my eyes. No comments. Somebody asked because actually, let me not even because. Well, well, go on, go on, talk, all right, talk. Yeah, because when, right, when he was anal sex, he was there saying no, no, no. Shout no. That's the, brother, that's the thing I did number two with. <laughs> it was no, it was no comment. So I, I, I know, but I like haven't said number have, one. But I haven't, but I haven't said if I do, I don't. So you can't. No, you just, said, but with the 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 vim that you was coming with for anal sex, you're not bringing the same. Abs- absolutely, <laughs> where your poo is coming from is not where. God forbid, but, where your yeah, poo is so coming from. Where your piss is, where your piss is coming from, Abby? Huh? That one the is still water. Where your piss is coming from. That one is still water, Abby. <laughs> So what have you? Okay, that's you see. <laughs> Emmanuel, are you telling me the truth? I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> no, I hear it. I hear it. But but look, you never know, man. You never know what happens down the line, boy. When I when I was younger, I never saw myself choking. But hey, hear me out. Here I am, boy. Wow. So, so what are you so, telling us that you've been choking? I'm a fan. I can't lie. I'm a fan. Not somebody choking me, please, before anybody comes, I start saying rubbish anyhow. <laughs> wait, hold up. But, wait, so you just said that. So you're just throwing your wife under the bus. Man should choke woman. Man should choke girl. Why is a woman choking a man? <laughs> women should not be choking men. Ooh, man. Women should not be choking men. Wow. Yeah, but, what, to... but that's different though because you're not the one that's being choked. You're the one that will... You're saying you're the one that will be choking your missus. So you saying that something that you wouldn't have wanted to do in the first place, it wouldn't have been happening to you. It would have been happening to your missus. Yeah, but we have to, I have to clarify because it might have sounded like I want to be choked, didn't it? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the point of choking in the first place, the, the concept of it or the idea of it. You're saying... No, as, in, as in, I didn't understand. I didn't know nothing about choking before. It's okay. only... On, it's only now that I'm, I've I've had exposure to it. Do you know what I mean? Okay. The same way I didn't know about anal, but now I've got exposure. It doesn't mean I'm. It doesn't mean I'm at the point where I want to do anal, but I'm just trying to show that people might grow. Do you know what I mean? In one aspect, you might not be aware of certain sexual differences. But choking but is you, the one. But choking is the one that you don't mind going for now. Now that you're aware of it. Yeah, because choking light. Choking is a light thing. Do you know what I mean? You've done crash awareness course now, so you can do it. <laughs> The choking one is manageable. Bro, choking is light, bro. That one is, is even entry level, bro. That one is calm. Wow. That's entry level SNM, you know. That bro, choking no, no, is... It's true, though. What Ema said is correct. That's SNM, though. That's entry level SNM. <laughs> What's SNM? You mean, you mean BDSM? <laughs> yeah, sad, sadism and macoism. Yeah, yeah. All, that, yeah, all that BDSM, like knife, plate, all of that. I'm not on that, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. That's what I said. This is the begin- This is the entry oh. level. Yeah, I hear that, I hear that, I hear that. This is GCSE okay. SNM. It's very true. I hear that, yeah, I hear that. Yeah, I'm with that. But that, all the that, all that other levels, the other spiritual things, yeah, all that knife play, using knives and all that, yeah, that I'm not on that. Don't tie me up to no bed. Then, then you will be saying that um, that your um, your missus will now be buying horsewhip from eBay. I'll be flogging you say, ah, I don't mind. I reminds me of the whips on the cross. That- I will tear you into pieces. That one. <laughs> Jesus is Lord. That one. It just starts from one place to another place to another. Hey, my goodness. I wouldn't write it off, but right now I'm not trying to get spanked still. Mm. And all that, all that, um, 
um 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 BDSM thing, yeah, that one is is a different thing. All that submission and dominant thing, dominatrix, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, that one is the next thing. I can't lie, I'm, mm. not, I, I'm nowhere near there yet, boy. Yeah, that's why. That's why for me in th- these conversations of sex, like because of the world that we're in, and because of the content or the the vastness of what sex has become and sexual relationship, uh, sexual relations have become. There's so much out there that you have to, as as a believer, I think that the bottom line, I'm sure, which you hear in a lot of conversations about it. From a Christian perspective, is you really have to kind of line it up yeah. with your with your Christian or biblical convictions and discuss it with your spouse and then go from there. Because as for me, like I said, I'm not telling any of my members to be doing SNM. I'm not telling anybody to tie somebody to a bed and flog them because for me that But then bro, I don't expect you to tell them to, to do oral either or to yeah. do floggy either. So what will you tell them? No, but if they ask, if they ask me, I can give my own personal opinion, right? I can give my own personal opinion. I can say, okay, right, this is what I think from a biblical perspective, but then this is my personal opinion. My personal opinion doesn't weigh much against the, the scriptures. I could say, oh, yeah, this one might be okay, but you as a couple, you're like, yeah, we prefer not to do it. That's, but what does that do? The Bible do doesn't speak about several things, though, not it? Like, like oral, anal. How do you use the Bible to tell people to do or not to do anal? I mean, you could read something like, for example, where it talks about the marriage bed being undefiled. If your wife doesn't like the concept of anal and you, 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 I can't then turn around to you and then say, oh, well, the Bible doesn't, or you can't then turn around to me, sorry, and say, oh, the Bible doesn't say anything about anal. The Bible just said clearly that the marriage bed is undefiled. The Bible also talks about, um, you know, there's um, submitting ourselves to one another. If someone is not comfortable with it, there's well, enough added, premise... Added- you added the caveat of if one is not comfortable. What if both of them have an open mind? They've never yeah. done anything sexually before. They've yeah. come to you and they've said, we're considering anal. Yeah, if they, if they have, then that's an agreement that they have amongst themselves as a married oh, okay, couple. okay, okay. Do you get okay, what I'm saying? So, okay, so your biblical stance is more on the marriage being under marriage being undefiled and how do you two come together rather than the Bible says this is right and this is wrong. Well, because well, that that's enough to say the Bible says this is right and this is wrong. Because if the couple agree on it, then there's enough to say from a biblical perspective that that's fine because the couple are in agreement. Oh, okay, okay. Like for example, oh, right. there's a scripture that says, "How can two walk together unless they unless are in agreement?" Right. So for that, some people use that for prayer, but it's a practical principle in life as well. As a couple, if you both don't agree on a thing, it's hard to make a decision. It's hard in any whether that's finances whether that's about children whether that's about sex so we can use these biblical principles to guide us on what you know we deem as um scriptural and biblical convictions do you get what i'm saying and there's not necessarily there's not altogether hard and fast rules to say this is absolutely right or wrong but for me what it is i think that's what it is i think obviously people say about some christians say you know, only do missionary. Some Christians say explore, blah, blah, blah. So I think it's just obviously good to make that obviously clear that, you know, it's down to the personal convictions and obviously we can we can give advice based on what we do know of what the Bible says. Because right. obviously sex is one of them areas that, you know, people people say one thing, they go to a different pastor, say a different thing. Yep. It's just bare confusing, isn't it? But at least, yeah. you know, you've obviously clarified and made that clear, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's move off anal um, because you've got a couple more and I don't really want to do a part three. Um, so the next one is um, having sexual attraction to other people in a relationship. Ooh. All right, what's, what's your thoughts on that? 
so you're married. Are you a- I'm not going to ask you, are you able? Because that's how we hold into words. But what's your thoughts on being sexually attracted to somebody else? The thing like, is... Yeah. Can you find someone else sexy? Here's the thing, right? I think that as Christians, sometimes we like to label it things and life isn't always necessarily that black and white. So objectively, my answer to your question would be, oh my gosh, no, that's absolutely wild. You can't. But the reality is there are couples who one partner might find someone sexually attractive. If you work somewhere and and the person that you're working with, you think he's really buff and then you find yourself developing feelings. These are things that married couples are going through every day and struggling with. Mm. So my answer to that would be, I don't think it's a yes or no answer. It's not that black and white. But my my answer would be, if you find yourself in that situation where you think that you might be sexually attracted to somebody of the opposite sex and you're married, have an open conversation with your spouse, figure out some boundaries and things that you can do to put in place. Does does that mean, does that mean, yeah, that your Mm. husband should come and tell you that he finds Megan good sexy? If it's Megan good, I think it's a bit different just because that's that's somebody that you're never going to be. Realistically, the chances of you meeting Megan good. All right, Nella Rose, Nella Rose then. Even that, I mean, like, it, I would be more concerned if my, my husband was telling me he, he found someone who he worked with or somebody who he's in close contact with sexually attractive than I would be if he said a celebrity. Simply, mm. I don't think there's anything wrong with finding somebody attractive anyway. Like Sexually, not not good looking, not good looking, but as in finding somebody sexy. Yeah, sexually to the point of lust, that is definitely wrong. And I'm not, I'm not denying that. From a biblical perspective, you can't make a case for that. But what I'm saying is, if you are in that situation, like a lot of people, what happens is because you, you know it's wrong, you then want to cover it up with shame and not want to, and not talk about it. And mm. that can be problematic. What I'm trying to say is that if you are in that situation and you're married, or in a relationship, the best thing to do is to bring it to light so you can kind of figure out ways yeah. to make sure that it's it, there are boundaries in place and it's not hidden. And a lot of people don't feel comfortable doing that, but it's actually important that you do bring it to light. That's that's basically what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. I think it's inevitable. Um, the same way you can be in a relationship, be married and find somebody else good looking or find somebody else beautiful or find somebody else paying. I think it's the same way you can find somebody else sexy or you can think that somebody else has sex appeal. I think it would be naive to think that, you know, your partner only has the eyes for you and to everybody else, he's legally blind. Um, yeah, I think, there's, there's attraction. Yeah, yeah. If you're sexually attracted to the person, yeah, you're in danger. It's but like, if, you, if you can see somebody like, oh, yeah, she's got sex appeal or, yeah, she's sexy, I think, you know, that... It's going to happen. I think we just have to be real of ourselves. I think if people think their partner is only going to find them sexy and nobody else, I think, yeah, we're definitely in danger. Um, and I think it's obviously just about being open open and honest if you are in that predicament or are in that situation. But then again, I think with honesty, it kind of might, it kind of might be a bit techie, might be a bit of a sticky one because imagine like sitting down with your partner. Is your partner allowed to be like, oh, that girl, she's sexy, man? I'm not even going to lie. The other day, football was on. And they had one commentator, Michael Richards. <laughs> and I was like to my husband. All right. Are you telling <laughs> email, us? What did she say? Jesus. What did she say? What did she say? What I was like, my husband. I was like, who is that? Because he's key. I said it like three times. He had to look at me like, are you all right? <laughs> wow. That is rough play, but I hear that still. That, I think that's... that's you said that three times. You said that three times. Like three times. I was going to Google him. I was like, is he got a girlfriend? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, that's rough. You know play. I, I, I like that. I like that rough play. <laughs> Gab said oh, he likes that rough play. Okay, cool. 
Because when it's my own turn, oh man. <laughs> that one is not better. That's rough play. Yeah, that, yeah, one that one is, is rough. That one at is first, entry level domestics me. because, <laughs> bro. At first, that rough play would catch me off guard. But after a couple of minutes, I'll think that's what we're doing. Okay. <laughs> no, he looked at me and I was like, yeah, let me just stop. But I was just messing about. Don't worry. That's All is little, little bad at you, but that's, that's a little lighting. <laughs> it'll now be your turn to admire um, Sherry Curry Richardson or whatever that girl's name is. Sherry Curry. <laughs> Which, no, what? I said Sherry Kerry. Jesus. <laughs> Sherry. Sherry. Shakira. Kerry Richardson. Yeah, that's how you could just be watching wow. athletics and be like, rah. But obviously, that cute thing, that's even light. But I'm saying, could you watch um, Could you watch Michael Richardson and be like, oh, um, um, hubby, I think he's quite sexy, isn't it? I mean, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't go that far because then it's just becoming a bit like. So you keep it to yourself. Go to the grave of it. I mean, like I said, I said it the other day. I was like, oh, that guy's kind of attractive. But I mean, I'm not going to marry him. Like, I'm already married and I'm satisfied. Attractive and sexy is different, you know? But yeah, like... Or is I, it the same to you? I don't think there's anything wrong with thinking it. But I, I think you have to be careful how you communicate it. Communicate it. Because what is it? What value does it add? If it doesn't add any value, then just keep quiet. Yeah, yeah true. Some things, look, take to the grave, man. Things, things like that. Take that one to the workplace and someone you have easy access to, I do think you should say something because things like that, like I said, it can get really techy and dangerous and you just don't want to invite any chance for a third party to enter your marriage. That's mm. my opinion. Yeah. But then if, you're, if your husband tells you he finds, he thinks that um, Soprano's got sex appeal, what do you do with that information? Who's Soprano? Like one of the choir members. Uh, why would I? He shouldn't be telling me that. <laughs> why? She's house. in close contact. She goes to your church. Yeah, I don't want to know because the next we time are I are going to the pastor's house. <laughs> no, I wouldn't want to know. Like, I think he should. But which ones do you want to know? All right, if you don't want to know about the choir member, who do you want to know? No, if it's someone in your office or someone that he's close friends with, I need to know that because I don't think that friendship can continue. Why someone in the office but not someone in your church who you see every Sunday? Because unless they're friends and he actually has a relationship with that person. Oh. I don't oh, okay. think... Okay, no, I hear that. So it's about the relationship we have together. No, I hear that. I hear that. I definitely want to know if, if he's saying that his colleague or somebody that he's in close contact with he finds attractive because mm. a conversation needs to be had. <laughs> mm. I hear that. Um, the next one says, you could also discuss sex in re- sex in relationship by discussing feeling sexy whilst being in a relationship without the sex. Like, how do you maintain that? And not my mum's answer, that would be, don't worry about sexy till you're married. Sorry, probably I don't a question for you. Question. Probably a question for you, Ora. So, how do you maintain being sexy in a relationship? You're not married yet. And obviously, oh, this person says, the typical mum answer would be, don't worry about being sexy until you're married. So, how do you how do you advise a woman or a man um, on, on remaining sexy whilst in a relationship? I mean, the mum answers a fair answer, to be fair. No, I'm joking. I do think, <laughs> um, I do think that um, you should just dress in a way that makes you feel comfortable, makes you feel good, and makes you feel sexy. But, I mean, it goes back to the whole modesty as well type of thing. If it's something that's going to cause your, your partner to stumble, if the way you're dressing is going to cause your partner to stumble, then maybe just, like... Well, hopefully your partner will tell you when you wear that dress, it makes me kind of horny. Then maybe just don't wear that dress, but still dress as, in a way. As if the man is going to say that. <laughs> Let me be real. If you're in a dating relationship, you have sex. 
that's the kind of transparency and honesty that I would imagine that you would have. But if a man, if a man thinks you're sexy, and it's making him horny, I don't think he's gonna tell you that. If you're in a relationship that's and you're man, trying to on, in man. a celibate relationship and you're not trying to have sex with a married, that's the kind of thing I would expect him to tell you, so that you know, okay, we need is to. Realist- is that realistic, Aurea? Couples who are abstaining—that's what a lot of them are doing successfully in anyway. That a man, the boyfriend, will tell his girlfriend. What you're wearing make, turn makes me horny, so I don't yeah. think you should yeah. wear that around me. Otherwise, we're gonna have a problem, which basically means oh, oh, butter. You mean that's butter? No, I mean oh, like if, real, you're abstain, if you're if you're in a relationship and you're trying to abstain, you're not trying to have sex. If he tells you that you know not to wear that around him, save it. And, the, and the woman will now not wear that dress. Well, it's the right thing to do if you're Jesus in a relationship. Yep. I, I actually need to know who is doing these things because this is no, this is different. Bruv, man, people are doing this thing, man. I've found it very hard to believe, man. People. Anyway, to ask the question, <laughs> I find it hard to believe. In a way that makes you feel confident, makes you feel beautiful, and makes you feel sexy. There's nothing wrong in in dressing um to boost your confidence. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Like I said, obviously try and maintain the modesty as best as you can. But yeah, if you're in a relationship, go for it. Dress well, feel confident. Because when you're confident, you know, life is better. That's why I want to be here. I'm here for that. Or right, Ema, what's your thoughts on that? On um men being sexy in a relationship? Men being sexy. Uh, uh, it's the only woman that can be sexy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is Ema's gone missing, you know. <laughs> Sorry, I I just choked. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's a bit mad still. Yeah, I, yeah men, yeah. I, th- wow, I just think that... for words. Yeah, because it's a bit... When we're saying sexy, it's very subjective because there's a lot of different things that can make uh, someone's partner, boyfriend or girlfriend say, oh, spouse, I say, oh, this makes you look sexy or you wearing this because it might be suits. A guy wearing suits might to his partner might, you mm. know, turn her on and say, oh, look, you're sexy, whatever. So I think that um, especially in marriage, like make the effort, make the effort. Especially no, this is before, you, this is in relationship. Oh, before, before, before. Make the effort, but then at the same time, use wisdom because, you know, I think one of the biggest issues off the back of this, yeah, fine, you can do kind of, in a sense, yeah, you can do, there's a freedom to, you know, to wear things, but then at the same time, you have to think about the after effects. What does that look like? What does that mean for my partner? Does that mean after she's going to, you know, we just went out on a date. She's now stroking my neck. She's rubbing my beard. She knows that, what that means to me. And then stroke after... Stroke it, sis. Yeah, you continue to say stroke it. And then after, <laughs> you're just in the car and you're like, you know what? I don't want to go home. It's long. See, that's where we draw the line. See, that uh, is where no, I no, no. and we draw the line, you, You're saying there you draw the line. But since episode one, when we've been talking about plunging, and we know the way the game works. This I know, bro, is, but we have to control. be realistic, bro. Yeah, we have to but... be realistic and also teach people how to be able to avoid getting in that predicament where you're going too far. Well, bro, let's be real, bro. Women are stroking their boyfriends next. Let's keep it 100. They're not yeah. going to stop, bro. Yeah, they are. But the problem is what happens after. They still know They know what, what re- reaction or response is going to get. 
especially as a girlfriend, if you've done it loads of time and you you know what how you, it makes your boyfriend feel and stuff like that, you're not stupid. Or as a guy, you know if you're biting your girl's ear or you're biting your girl's neck, you know the response that it's going to get. Mm. Let's not be dumb here. But it's the point that you know what it's going to do and you'll still end up doing it and then you'll be asking us later down the line, guys, give us some tips on self-control. How does that work, guys? I hear that. It has to be, it has to, it has to be, okay, cool. This is why, like, this practicing of, like, the boundaries for each other so that when marriage comes, we can enjoy it. It, Even when your boyfriend and girlfriend, you can enjoy it, but you have to know that, okay, cool, there are boundaries. Let's respect these boundaries so that when, you know, these boundaries drop when we're in marriage um, or boundaries in regards to, you know, the biting of the neck or whatever, or this, that, those drop anyway, because in marriage, there still are boundaries, respectful boundaries. But you know what? I guess these things come with the territory, innit? This comes when your partner is sexy or confident, as Ori might say. It, it comes with the territory. Yeah. The, I'm, a way to avoid it is not just sexy at all. But if you're going to no, dress sexy, then it's likely that the man them is going to want to grab his woman's waist and just keep his arm there. Or if the man is sexy, the woman might just want to, you know, stroke his hair or stroke his his neck back or stroke his his head or something. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It just, it comes to the territory. I think that's why I say at that point, if it's going to lead to da da da's, then that's when you have to cut it off. Similar with the kissing thing. Some people might be able to have a small, a light kiss and can stop there. But if it's going to go anything forward, anything beyond that, then you don't kiss at all. The same way, I would happily say, yeah, if stroking a man's neck or if a man grabbing a waist is going to lead to da da da's, then don't grab waist at all. Just stay well away from it at all. But I just have to be so real. In this generation, tell, telling a man not to grab his, his girlfriend's waist, impossible can. It's going to happen, isn't it? <laughs> but well, I can tell you, I can tell you not to go the full nine yards because that one's a bit more manageable. Huh, that one, me, I'll tell you straight. If you know, if you know that, obviously I get it. Your your girl's beautiful, she's whatever. But if you know that that action in particular does a maza, then that's that's where I'm gonna tell you to. I'm not gonna tell you to, yeah, touch it. But then after that, you know, don't whatever. Or you know that, you know, if you, you bite in your if you bite in your girl's tongue, it's gonna oh, bro, lead to the bite of the then. tongue, bro. I'm talking about something lighter than that, like You're grabbing waist. What's light, bro? What's light? Everyone has grabbing their own waist. Bro, bro everyone... grab the woman's waist. Can you? Would you tell your boy, or would you tell a boy, don't grab your woman, your girl's waist if it's gonna lead, if it's leading you to da da da. Bro, if your girl's one got a waist, and if your girl's got bunda, are you telling me that you're not gonna, bro? You are go- You're not just going to do holy ghost hug. You're gonna grab it, bro. You're gonna be pinching <laughs> it. You're gonna be f- squeezing it. There's a difference. Alright, you see. Alright, you see what I'm getting at. How realistic is it of to tell a guy don't grab your girl's waist? How realistic is that? And he's gonna follow yeah. it. Yeah, people are gonna do what they want to do anyway. He's gonna say yes, Pastor E, man. And behind closed doors, he's gonna grab that waist, bro. I'm no, I'm not denying that people have a mind of their own. I am saying that my advice to them, that's because I'm sure that was the question. It's my advice. Yeah, yeah my to be advice, fair, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? I am going to tell you, bros, you know what it is. I am not saying that your girl should dress ugly or whatever. What I'm saying is from a practical perspective, you know your responses like you even like even saying things like raw baby you're so buff today i want to get you pregnant fam you you, like i get your girl's hot i get your man might be hot but omar come on like you have to me say what i'm gonna say i'm i'm only gonna say it because that's the best advice i can give you Mm. will end up doing what you want to do 
But my point comes back to then when we have other sessions like this, when we're asking, when people are asking questions and then you're like, yeah, how can, as a Christian, I'm in a relationship with a beautiful person. How can I keep self-control? But I told you in the last one, but... That's the thing. These questions are coming in because reality is you lot are just trying to push the boundaries as far as you can. Right. I'm not, and I'm not going to help. I'm not going to help yeah, you push the, the boundaries. Struggle. The right. struggle is deeper. The, the struggle is not the justifying point. That's that's the point of Christianity. The, the struggle doesn't justify... Me oh no, no, it doesn't. It doesn't justify, but it helps us to understand and also try and be a bit more realistic in 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 the first place. Do you know what I mean? Bro, like, let's so, just, let's like, start. Let me give you, like, let me let's give start. Wait, hold on, hold on. Let's just start. Let's start with avoiding having penetration. Let's start there. Let's not go all the way to the deep and say, yeah, don't grab waist because we know that's going to happen every single day, time oh, and time again. Oh, but we can we can start with how to avoid penetration. Isn't it? Let's work. Let's do baby steps. Omar, I am telling you categorically, the standard is no sex at all. I'm not going to give you baby food. It's like yeah, I'm, I was going to give you an right. analogy. Yeah? I'm going to give you an well, analogy. Then that's why we're going to continue getting the same questions coming in. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Because, no because because the, they, the advice ain't hitting. And it's a note because the, the, the answer, do honestly. What they want to do. That's the problem. 100%. The Bible says, humble yourself before God, resist the devil, and he will flee. If I'm giving you godly counsel, you don't want to humble yourself to listen to the response, but you're saying, oh yeah, I rebuke the devil in Jesus' name. But you don't want to listen to practical advice. What how how exactly are how exactly are you going to overcome this thing? No, they could be listening, but the practical advice given is just not hitting the way that they needed to hit. No, it's, it's not that they're not listening no, there's to a, you. There's a difference between practical advice not hitting and you choosing not to receive. So the parable of the soil. Oh, for it's example. hard, bro. It's hard, you know, Eva. It's Give hard them some because grace. you want it's to hard, do. Your bro. flesh wants to do what it wants to do, and that's the honest truth. These, As you these mean, young ones are having these young ones. They're sexing, bro. It's hard. So I will now change my message because young ones have have. No, uh, you're not changing. You're not changing your method. Your message or your me- you're just changing the method. You're not changing the message. You're not changing the message. The message remains the same, but your delivery and your method can shift to a way that it can apply and pierce their hearts. Okay, fine. uh, That's fine. Delivery is good. I'm not changing my message. I I won't change. I won't change what I'm telling you. I'm I'm not changing the message. If 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 I know that if if I'm not even going to say at least first step, don't go the nine yards. No. That's don't do it in the first place. You're gonna say don't. You're gonna say don't grab a waist. Huh? I'm gonna say if you know that that is a problem, do not touch it. Don't give. Don't wait for me to give you an answer that allows you to, um, to test the because that's the issue that I I find with this generation. We want to do things that push the. We want we want to go as close to the fire without getting burnt. Then when somebody says, yes, I get there's some legalistic people, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about people that actually are yeah. speaking sense, they're speaking truth, and, and people just don't want to receive it. Because we, See, we can have conversations. I don't, I don't think if people don't want to receive, I, bro, don't, I think it's the struggle that doesn't allow people to bro, receive it in the way not, it's being delivered. Let's not because let's, let's be, bro, let's be real. Let's some, not, how many let's struggles not with the, sex, yeah? Telling them, don't grab the waist, bro, that's so unrealistic, bro. Some, bro, but someone that's dealing with drugs, are you going to tell them, no, you know what? Just have a smaller, just have a, when you're, when you're doing rehabilitation, bro, just, someone is allowed. Same with smoking, bro. Same yeah, way exactly. people smoke like six fags a day. They now reduce it to electric cigarettes. They bro. don't just, some of them don't just stop just like that. The whole, but the whole point of the Christian faith is not to go, oh yeah, you know what? Yeah, you are actually a sex addict. You slept with five women a week. If you sleep with two, that, that God understands. Come on, I did. 
Bro, but no, there's nothing bro. wrong with a man grabbing a woman's waist, though. There's nothing wrong with that. That's not no, a sin. The principle that I'm getting at is I am not, I never came out to say that that action in and of itself or intrinsically is a sin. I am saying what, I, what I've been saying, and I think what Aurea has been saying as well, is that if you know this thing is going to cause you to sin, do okay. not do it. Yeah. It's whether it's because that's why I gave other examples. If it's kissing, don't do it. If it's rubbing well, someone's neck, or rubbing someone's no. But I wait, let me land. It. Let me land. Let me land. If it's doing any of those, and you know that the consequence or the end is going to lead in a troublesome scenario, do not do it in the first place. Period. That is the that is that should be the Christian standard. I am not going to say because for some people they'll say, "Oh, kissing doesn't do X, Y, Z for me." The point is, you know your triggers. You know that there's a standard that, or you know, as a Christian, there's a standard. There's things that you should and shouldn't be doing. And if you know that particular actions, behaviors, comments could lead you to that, you stay as far away from those things as possible so that you don't even ent you won't even have to entertain the conversation of oh lord i'm sorry i have to repent again because i did it well, again see, bro, all these things i'm not disputing that at all i completely agree with you and i mentioned before i totally agree with that the only thing i'm saying is is that we just be mindful that we might end up in the same predicament with that advice because it's going to be very very difficult for a man especially to be told if you if you if grabbing your wife your girlfriend's waist is going to lead to sex don't grab her waist because i'm here to tell you the man will continuously do that because grabbing waist is such a minute thing to many people i hear the whole if touching a man's penis is going to lead to penetration don't do it that one i hear it but something small like oh tickling your girl if tickling your girlfriend is going to lead to blah 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 don't tickle things like that it's so mundane and it's so thing it's things that boyfriend and girlfriend just naturally do it's going to be harder to obviously for them to kind of stop such a small act I'm not disputing if, if if something's wrong, cut it off. If it's going to lead to X, Y, Z, cut it off. I've said it time and time again. I completely agree with you. I'm just saying it might be a bit hard for some people to avoid stroking a man's head or holding hands or just something that we might deem just small, something that, you know, these adult couples are doing day in, day out, day in, day out. It just might be a bit more of a harder challenge. That's all. But anyway, let's move on. We've got one more anyway, then we can quickly wrap. This one um, is talking about can you can can you lot talk about the consumption of sex slash sexy content i.e tv social media etc to what extent this influences our desires or right, what's your thoughts on that oh i think that's quite a weighty question and that, that could probably be an episode in and of itself but um it just goes back to the saying that sex sells and sex is in tv programs it's, it's basically everywhere now it's really really hard to escape it to be honest and similarly to what Iman was saying before, if you know that the consumption of sex um, in a TV program that you're watching it make it's problematic for you, or if you know that sexual lyrics are problematic for you, then just cut it off. Basically, just go cold turkey. Either stop watching that program, stop listening to that music, or skip the sex scenes if you really have to watch the show. Um, yeah, that's basically all I have to say on that, really. And on that, Iman, do you feel like? Um, social media influences our sexual desires. Hundred percent, hundred percent. That's the in, that's the long answer. Way? In what way did you say? Because mm. obviously, we you know we spoke earlier, obviously about porn um, influencing our, our sexual desires. In what ways do you think like social media or I won't even say TV because we can say TV is like porn. But what ways do you think social media can influence our sexual desires? Well, social one, the, the I think the the easiest way to answer that question is that. Social media is a wild west. 
Um, obviously, some social me media platforms um, filter certain types of information better than others. But for example, on Twitter, you can actively post pornographic content. And so unless you, um, unless you, uh, what do you call it? Unless you filter it and put security settings, if someone retweets or someone likes or someone comments on pornographic content, for example, you will see that thing. But then in other ways, the more easier, like the, the easier ways to do it is for people just, there's many self-proclaimed sex gurus and there's many um, sex experts as well. Actual qualified wrestler and we'll go, we'll go in a second. That's so which one, to jump in and ask Iman, yeah. at, which, at which point then do we say it's okay to be um, influenced um, and in which part is it wrong? Because obviously Ori was speaking about previously, previous episode, um, where we was talking about getting ideas or being influenced from like social Instagram or Twitter. At, at which point do we say, all right, it's okay. And at which point is it to say it's wrong? Um the bit where you weigh it up with your your value system, your belief system, which yeah. is the scripture. Yeah. And if you're not sure yourself, go and ask people that you trust or that have gone ahead of you um, and, and ask them of their view and obviously hash it out, like hash it out back to, back to front, obviously look at, you know, the, the current climate of the day, but also look at the biblical and scriptural um, connotations of this or are there any explicit scriptures that address this kind of topic or topics that may not explicitly say, you know, they, they might not talk about vibrators, for example, but are there scriptures around this topic that can give me insight to that? That's how that's how we address it. So you don't just take it at face value. Even when there are Christians, there, there's people that say they're Christian um, sex experts. Bro, I remember when Clubhouse was really popping, and I went into some rooms and oh, I, th I think you were in that yeah. one room that day. And then I went on one woman's bio. It said she was a witch. She was this, she was that. She was a CR. She was blood. And she was, an bruh, she was a tarot reader, all of that. And I was like, bruv. And she was like, yeah, I've had experience with Christians. Da -da 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 -da. But trust me, there were going to be Christians that would leave that room and go, yeah, well, you know, that woman said some good things. Da -da 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 -da. And it's like, bro, if she could have been saying some decent things, but if you weigh it in light of scripture, she could have been saying some things that potentially could be harmful, that could potentially ruin your marriage, X, Y, Z. So one has yeah. to be very careful with that. Yeah, I think I think as well, it definitely depends whether one is married or in a relationship or engaged. I think, yeah, if one is engaged or married, then yeah, you can definitely, it's a bit more appropriate to kind of be influenced by social media. I think if you're in a relationship, it might be a bit of a sticky one. You might, you know, kind of awaken things ahead of his time but there are there are some aspects that social media can be good car i'll i'll be real i've definitely taken like i said in the last episode i've definitely taken stuff that i've seen on social media and it's it's worked it's worked in my favor yeah. but i think if it's people um that are single or in relationships that's when i think it kind of get it kind of gets a bit techie but then on the flip side, because I can imagine somebody thinking oh but gabs aren't people allowed to do research whilst they're single what's what's your thoughts on like um, people getting knowledge ahead of ahead of time. Um, I don't see. I don't fully see an issue with it. I just think you should filter. Like that's not for you to be going watch and watching porn to say I'm I'm learning. I don't want to be a learner when I get married. Like mm. don't that watching porn is not feeding yourself. There are you know there's magazines like Men's Health and some other like for men anyway. And there's some 
there, there's articles online that you can read. There's content that you can check out. There's there's um, relationship experts that are that are sound and very sensible um, um, that can give some good advice for what to prepare for as as a man. Um, get in, in and around, talk to some married men, talk to some married brothers and talk to them about their experiences so you can get more of a world around as much as they want to share anyway and then discuss with them and, yeah, get some ideas so that, yeah, you have, you, you're not going to be an expert, but at least you'll have some understanding of what you're about to get yourself into, but filter it. And if it, it gets too much and if it's giving you too many ideas that you want to be trying out, then, yeah, <laughs> bros, stop doing it. Mm. Then I agree with that. I agree with that. Right, got a scripture, bro. And whilst you're looking, Madam Ore, I think some final words on on this whole this whole sex thing. I think if we're being real, a lot of these questions are coming in because people want to push the boat out as much as possible without preach woman of God, like doing the wrong thing. And I think that's already if you if that's the reason why you're asking these questions, you're already coming from the wrong place. That the standard should be how can we be holy and not how can I do everything else but what we're not supposed to do and so as much as I'm team grace and I'm I'm a very understanding person for the most part but I think that you know we need to stop enabling people to just do everything but have sex and let's have some real honest conversations about boundaries about the struggles that we're facing and how we can actually do better rather than how we can just not push the boat out yeah I agree I hear that spoken from a wise woman Right, uh, email scripture, bro. Yep. Hebrews 13 from verse 4 to 5. In the amplified, marriage is to be held in honor among all that is regarded as something of great value. And a marriage bed is undefiled by immor- um, and a marriage bed undefiled by immorality or by any sexual sin. For God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. Verse 5. Let your character, your moral essence, your inner nature be free from the love of money um be financially ethical being content with what you have for you said i will never judge under i will never under any circumstance desert you nor give you up or leave you without support nor will i dig, um, in any degree leave you helpless so essentially yeah god is in the end here god is gives us the support he gives grace to to those who need it so in, in whatever it is, the questions that you've asked, the questions that you've been thinking of, the questions that you've been wrestling with, God God gives you grace. He doesn't leave you hanging. He doesn't leave you wondering, oh, I'm not sure what I should do. Is this right? Is this wrong? There is grace for God to give you the answer. And I think that um, obviously upon hearing what we've said, ultimately, don't just take our word. Always go back. If there's anything that will build Christian maturity is the fact that you take information you match it against the word, you pray about it, you let Holy Spirit guide you on it, and then you make the decision. Don't make a decision because I said it alone. Go back to the word of God. That's what good Christians do. You understand? And also, to back up what Ora said, don't look for an excuse to sin. Like in this generation, I get people have misrepresented Christianity and pretended to be a certain way. But don't be on the other side um, of the extreme by doing what you enough uh, that you can to to sin like paul says don't use don't use your freedom as an occasion to sin and he warns like the believers in different occasions like um titus 2 11 i think it says for the grace of god has appeared to all men teaching us to deny ungodliness when you know and understand the grace of god 
you will not want to abuse it because of your you know your sexual desire for whatever and the bible describes it as youthful desire we we like before all of us were married we had these desires as well we wanted to especially if we were sexually attracted to our partners we wanted to have sex with them that is how god wired us that's not the wrong thing it is what our desires cause us to do if it's not in the right context even if it is in the right context if our desires are carnal they can also be wrong so let's check our desires against what the scripture says if it matches up with the the, um, the fruit of holy spirit then fine is it patient is it kind is it loving is it you know long does it suffer long if it does all of those things fine if not check yourself check your motives and don't wait for someone to pat you on the back and say oh it's okay just manage where you're at no jesus said this is the final thing i'll say i know i'm preaching now but i, I just feel a stir in the spirit but yeah sorry um, the, um jesus says if your right eye offends you pluck it out if it's your right uh, right eye sorry if it's your right hand that offends you cut it off he was speaking speaking metaphorically here or symbolically here that whatever is causing um you to do the wrong thing you've got to sever it off he didn't say smack it he didn't say put it in the naughty corner he didn't say do frog leaps he didn't say kneel down stool down he said cut it off so essentially he's saying You've got to be harsh on sin. Otherwise, the enemy is looking for an occasion to, as Gav spoke about in the last episode, to be choking you, to be doing grips in with you. And at the end, what will he do? He will want to flog you. Don't give the enemy an opportunity to do that. And God will be with you. Amen. Amen. Yoru Kojesu. I think that was a good conversation, guys. I enjoyed this little two-part series, to be fair. I think it was quite helpful. Um, thanks again to everyone for sending in the questions for uh, getting us thinking and talking I think it was really really helpful so much love out to you I think it was a good little good little da -da -da. Was a nice little dialogue man good to hear what good to hear what um, other married couples are kind of thinking with, with particular areas so as much as it was good for me to talk it was definitely good for me to hear and, and listen to what both of you had to say man so no I think it was definitely a good one Right, if we've been talking for an hour and 21 minutes, if you've listened all the way through and you're currently hearing this, you are a real one. That's from me to you. You are definitely a real one if you listen to this whole episode. And if we talk, let me know so I can praise you face to face. But yeah. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. See you in the next episode. So you're mine